This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. And I'm Matt, and this is Sip of Success. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we'll be talking about peer leadership. Um, we have some guests on today to talk with us about that. But before we start, Mac, are you? You're not sipping on anything right now, are you? I know you had something earlier though. Yeah, I had a, a pear Red Bull earlier before my workout. Excuse me, a sugar-free pear Red Bull. So trying to get that health factor in there. But Matt sounds like he's sipping on something really good. Yeah, I know we can't be in the studio and I can't bring you coffee anymore, but I made a uh, Trader Joe's maple oat milk. And I kind of get my friends all drink oat milk. I'm not a big like alternative milk fan per se, but I just saw like maple oat milk. and thought that was pretty neat. And so I made it into like an oat milk or maple latte, I guess. And it's pretty good. It's not oh, So yeah, sounds freaking delicious. Is the maple oat milk be, expensive? I think it was like three bucks. But you know, if oh, this was at a coffee yeah. shop, it would be like a $5, a $5 I know. We love Trader Joe's. Somewhere. So it's pretty good. Um, but Mac, how are you? How's everything in your world right now? I'm good, you know, just, uh, just living through it. I'm taking three English classes right now you know I have that minor so I have been reading literally non-stop for like three weeks straight it's been quite yeah. an interesting experience you've also been working all the time I know as well I know a lot know. more than me <laughs> <laughs> I know Matt I wish you could get some more hours but th- yeah. uh, thankfully the SSC has been really good about trying to do as much as they can for us they really care about us as peer leaders yeah, even right now, which is nice. Yeah. I know I have a lot really of students nice. still coming in, but it's just yeah. slower than normal in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're um, listening to this and you need help with uh, financial consultations or getting your life together, you can come and see Matt and I in the Student Success Center and give us some hours. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> but I know we're both peer leaders in the Success Center. So that's kind of like the umbrella term for anyone that works in there as a student. But I know. You, I'm sure if you're listening, you've heard us say peer leader or other places on campus say peer leader or like mentor in some capacity. So, you know, I'm also a UNO one peer leader. So that term's kind of thrown around a lot. But we wanted to talk today about like, what is a peer leader? You know, do you have to be in one of these roles to kind of be a leader for your peers? And then with our guests today talking about like, what are some things that they do in their roles? to, you know, facilitate being a peer leader and making an impact on students here and specifically here at USC as well. But before we start and introduce our guests, I wanted to read like the definition of what a peer leader is. So I tried to find it and I couldn't find like a peer leader definition like in the dictionary. But when I looked it up, pretty much like every university has their own like definition of a peer leader as it is kind of a student affairs term. But from Mansfield University there, I found their definition. I thought it was pretty good, but a peer leader is a kind of mentor. A mentor is a role model who assists someone with making an important transition, learning a new skill, or facing an unknown challenge. A peer leader is a student who has learned from experience and has developed skills to successfully guide others as they enter college. 
which I thought that was a really good definition for, you know, you and me, Mac, our roles in the success center, my role as a U and a one peer leader, you know, as an RM as well. Um, but a lot of other places across campus, I know they use the term like peer leader for a lot of their student positions. Mm -hmm. So I thought that kind of, I always wondered like what a peer leader necessarily was. So that kind of helped me kind of figure out what it was. Oh yeah. I think that was a pretty good definition. I mean, that would be honestly what I would be close to saying. I like they include the um, mentor aspect of it because I mean, it is kind of a job that we also mm -hmm. are sort of mentoring other students with things that we've learned so they don't make the same mistakes that we have, you know, which I think is pretty pretty unique and cool experience. Yeah, I think so too. But I have, we have two guests on today that we're really excited to have on. So we have Kara and Audrey, um, who are both peer leaders in the different parts of the university, which is why I had them on. But Kara, why don't you introduce yourself and where you're a peer leader? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm an RM over in South Tower with you, Matt. And I, this is my second year as an RM, my third year on campus. Yeah, and what's your major real quick, Kara? Oh, I'm a public relations major, and Mac, you and I have an English minor in common. Mine's pretty new, so I just picked that up this semester. Welcome. Welcome to an English minor. It's a, a pretty good time. Pretty good yeah, time. We'll see how Lots of reading, though. <laughs> Don't oh, take three sure. classes at once like I do. <laughs> yeah. And then, Audrey, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Audrey. I'm a junior studying international business and finance. And um, last summer, so 2019, I worked as an orientation leader, helping the university welcome new students um, um, through a two-day kind of short cohort program. And then um, this semester, I just became a peer financial consultant. Yeah, so Audrey works in my office now in the Success Center, and Audrey's also in my business frat, which is how I know her as well. Um, and then Kara and Audrey, I know they both know each other too. Coincidentally, we just found out too from Capstone. Um, so going off of, kind of like I said, the definition of a peer leader, but one thing even before we talk about like being a peer leader, but what have you guys gained from your positions as being peer leaders um, from the positions that you've held? I'll start us off. Um, honestly, I feel that in specifically like as an RM, I have been prepared to go out into the quote unquote like real world more than anything else that I do on campus, including like formal education within the classroom. Like I think being a peer leader prepares you to be in real meetings and your real like big girl job and everything when you go further into life. and it gives you concrete experience to build that base of confidence. I agree with Kara. I think that being a peer leader means that you're a role model, but at the same time, you're also a learner um, because with peer financial consultants, we um, have continuous training. Like we are not perfect human beings. We still have a lot to learn. So in the process of mentoring other students, like you find that you want to learn more in order to better assist them and make a better impact on um, students as well as myself. So I would say it's a process of um, making an impact impact on students as well as myself. Um, so a little bit more about what I did, um, you know, as an orientation leader. So we did um, training very early on. So although it was only a summer job, but um, we did a lot of diversity workshop, um, 
throughout the spring semester prior to that summer. And then my favorite memory is SHRO. So um, they have different regions. So um, it's basically a big conference for um, like a lot of colleges of orientation leaders. And we all like bonded together and shared um, some of our chants together. And it was just absolutely amazing um, to see different peer leaders, you know, from other campuses and just share our experiences and prepare us to be, um, you know, the leader that we are going to be that summer. And then um, and during the summer, what we do um, at USC is that we have a partner every session. So every time you get a different partner and then you would just divide up um, the cohort program between each other and then throughout the two-day process. So during the first day, um, you would have small group breakouts mm -hmm. and you would just talk about um, some of the topics such as, you know, mental health and some of the USC traditions. And my favorite part is the third breakout room. That one is usually after um, the skit proportion where orientation leaders just perform skits um, about um, common issues that colleges would face such as, you know, um, not procrastinating or having roommate issues, such like that. And after that, we would just have a session talking about um, what they saw in the skit. And that is my favorite session because, you know, like it's kind of just awkward for people who met on the first day to talk about um, deep issues. But I find it very therapeutic because um, I was more of a facilitator and I love hearing students just sharing their different perspectives on these issues and at the end we just provide them with resources. Um, and second day is more simple, it's just helping them registering for classes and get settled for the semester. Um, but I absolutely love that job because you see like different students every session and you preach the same thing. But you know, you always have the energy because um, sometimes students are just amazing and you learn a lot from them. Mm -hmm. And then also the team of orientation leaders are so supportive as well. And having that different partner, um, each session just really helps you, you know, want to learn more about them and make that connection with them. Um, so I absolutely love that experience. And um, I know I have been talking a lot, but just a quick recap about um, peer financial consultant. Um, with that job, um, so I already did, um, I think, five sessions with people um, or students virtually. And um, I would say it's pretty different from orientation leader uh, because you have that one-on-one -on -one, um, interaction with students. So I think it's more personal. And I just absolutely love just, you know, kind of providing them with more um, information on what is budgeting and what they can do to jumpstart on, you know, making a budget and just, you know, giving that awareness of why it's important is just um, something that I really like. And um, I just really appreciate the opportunity to become a peer leader with the Student Success Center this semester. But yeah, that's um, my roles of those two jobs. Yeah. Audrey, that's yeah, really you, cool. And Matt, yeah. I know you're a, um, Max, a peer leader for, what do you, what's your term called, Mac? What are you? You're a PC, right? Yeah. Yeah, so similar to Audrey, but do you want to talk a little bit just about your, like, how you've grown, too, from being a peer leader in that setting? Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, gosh, I feel like it's made me, maybe more receptive to differences. I mean, it's really easy, especially because I'm in honors, like it's easy to get caught up in the fact that everybody's so smart and everybody knows what they're doing. And because you're surrounded by kids who won't let you like see that they're not doing well, if that makes sense. Um, so being 
a PC and realizing that there's a lot of students that um, are like me and need help and aren't perfect and um, kind of deserve sort of second chances and all that stuff. That was really kind of good. And it really made me feel like, even though sometimes it's there's negative experiences associated with being um, an honors or having to deal with a certain kind of student, as I'm sure everybody knows what kind of student I'm talking about. Um, it made me feel kind of good that I could at least sort of help everybody else to understand that, hey, like, that's not the norm. And it's never going to be the norm. And here we are talking about ways that um, ways that we can help you. You could, I was going to uh, say, too, add to that is, like, I met Mac because she was, I had to go in for a consultation just over a year ago when I met Mac because I had to go in for a requirement for care. We had to take our RM class. Yeah. So I had to go in and do, like, a time management consultation um, with Mac. And I was honestly, like, really, my schedule was just a mess last semester at the beginning. But Mac kind of, like, sat me down and, again, like, had no clue I was even going to do a podcast with her. But you're just very like, and everyone that goes to Mac and all the PCs to talk about things, um, especially, you know, you guys are very raw. Um, so it's not like you're sitting there reading out worksheets, but it's more like conversation based. And I can tell you that it really does help just having a conversation with someone that's been there before you. And that can help mm -hmm. walk you through it and give you the motivation. I think that's kind of like all what being a peer leader in any aspect um, on campus is about. But being someone to, you know, I guess having a shoulder to cry on. Um, and all of you are in like very different roles. So like Kira, you're in a very long-term role as a peer leader where you see, you know, the freshmen come out on their first day to them moving out. And Audrey, you're kind of there like right at the beginning on like the front line, I guess, right before students, you know, come to campus and get ready for four years at college. And then Mac and then Audrey too and myself as well are in positions where you know, I'm obviously here in your role too. We're, we're seeing them from the beginning to start and then also that one-on-one -on -one format for just an hour. So all very different, but all have the chance to make like a huge impact on students. But I wanted to oh, ask totally. all of you guys, yeah, where, because I've definitely seen it in like every peer leader role that I've had, but like, where do you find the hardest thing to like connect with students when you're having a difficult time? And I know that's kind of like a hard question, but like for specifically for each of your roles, so like Kara, you as an RM, and then Audrey, you as an OL, and then Mac, if you want to talk about like being a PC, since those are all very different timelines. But when you're having issues like connecting with someone in facilitating that peer leadership role, you know, what are some things that you guys have done to, you know, try and facilitate that and still make an impact on a student? Yeah, definitely. Um... For me, the most difficult thing 100% is striking a balance of vulnerability as a peer leader versus being a little bit too vulnerable sometimes. Like Matt, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I know especially my first year as an RM, there were a couple times where I got in the elevator with one of my residents and they were like, oh, Kara, I'm about to be late to my class. I'm going to have to puzzle. And I'm like, oh, girl, my class started 15 minutes ago. And that's definitely, I don't know if you've ever done that but that was maybe a little too vulnerable, but you can't cut out all of that vulnerability because that's the whole point of peer leadership. Like it's not perfect leadership or anything. It's peer, you have to understand that like being vulnerable and being honest about the fact that you struggle with some issues, just like Mac was saying, um, creates you as like a touch point for your students and peers. 
Yeah, no, that's no, I think that's really that's so true. You have to be like Mac was saying before, like you can't be perfect in the role. But Audrey, how have you when you've had like issues connecting with students? Facility and I know you're in like a role beginning with students as they're like, I'm sure very stressed coming in and like trying to that figure things out. Uh, but how have you like kind of strike the balance and connected with students? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I would say the most difficult thing about um, being an OL is, in, is to engage um, the whole group um, because honestly, orientation is probably the most exciting thing that um, colleges look forward to first coming into the university. And um, like the two day program is very, very exhausting, um, quite honestly. And I think that sometimes, um, especially during the first session, um, it's usually early in the morning and then people were just really tired and bored after they um, heard whoever gave um, like a speech in the, I believe it's in, oh God, Colonial Life Arena. Yeah, and then they were just very, very low on energy. And so what I would usually do is to give it time and just be um, patient about it because sometimes like students just need to get warmed up. And then once you find that student who actively respond to you, you just kind of, um, you know, constantly ask that que a student question. And then like if a student in the group is like high energy driven, then other students will tend to be more willing to share more about themselves, stuff like that. And then usually like during the first few sessions, it's just me and my partner sharing information to them. So usually um, in the third session, which I mentioned earlier, um, it's more of like a small talk or heart to heart moment. Um, people tend to be more open when, um, you know, me and my partner are sharing university experiences ourselves because I think that students really appreciate that aspect from a peer leader who has been in their shoes before um, like literally one year and two years ago so usually what I do is um, I just I don't just simply give them um, resources or just word vomit on them. I love to share um, some of the things that I did um, as a college student or as a freshman and some of the um, difficulties I met um, and then how I overcame it. And I found that students um, tend to be more attentive that way. And I love um, sharing my personal experiences as well because I think that um, I really feel closer to my students after that. And um, so my key is to really just be patient with it because sometimes like you just can't force students to be engaging or um, force students to feel less awkward. So it really depends on the topic. So that's why like or the orientation office is always like focused on feedback, you know, like after the second day, um, we usually pass out surveys and we want to learn what students like and don't like and try to improve on the process, which it was just why I think, um, you know, receiving feedback is also important. Um, but I think that is just the most difficult thing and how I usually overcome it. Yeah, I know I was, I was definitely like the freshman in the back that was just tired <laughs> after all day long, two day sessions. But I had really, my orientation leaders, you can definitely tell they're like ready to go um, and like adapt to different student styles and like meet one on, I definitely had like my, both of my OLs come up to me and like talk to me one-on-one -on -one for 10 minutes. And that was more my style versus like a large group setting. And then Mac, do you wanna talk kind of about like, I know, I feel like this is where you get the most time when you're meeting with either like a difficult, a student that is scared to, you know, open up or students and then the complete opposite where students are like almost oversharing. But where do you find that you like, how do you facilitate conversation with students one-on-one -on -one, 
um, when they're having a difficult time opening up and facilitating that conversation? So when I like instruct people on how to give consultations, I always kind of tell the students that once you get really good at it, once you're like ancient, like I am and have been doing it for three years, you can within five minutes of conversing with that student, asking them, what's your name? Where are you from? Um, so what are you here for? What are your goals? What's going on? What's troubling you? You should know how to lead the conversation, right? So I have some students who I will just make sure that I'll be very nice to them. And I'm like, okay, I can tell you're on the verge of tears. Let's talk it out. Let me play like the motherly, like, let's get it together. Or there's some people where I have to literally play like good cop, bad cop, where I'm like, okay, so we're going to get this done. And we're going to get this done here. And I want you to come and get another consultation with me. And we're going to go ahead and set that up to make sure that you get what you need to get done. It just depends on the student. Um, I find that admitting that you're vulnerable or admitting that you're vulnerable and you're not perfect helps a hundred times like literally is the most helpful thing um i i mean i make i've even put some of this podcast i'm a mess i love it i thrive in chaos and being able to do things at the spur of the moment and um that i think really helps students see oh well this girl like she kind of is a disaster you know she likes to have fun she's hanging out she uh she is receptive to the fact like I go to five points and she knows that's what happens at USC. So she's going to tell me, like, I always tell students, and this is something I don't know <laughs> if I should be sharing, but with some students, they're always like, I oh, like, I don't have enough time because I like to party. I'm like, okay, great. So when you have, when your parents um, stop paying for your college next semester and you can't party anymore because you got bad grades, um, is that, what? You, how are you going to feel then? And they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to like it. And I'm like, yeah, so let's get our work done now. Let's get organized now so that you can party more for the rest of college. Is that unconventional? Yes, but does it work? Absolutely. You would be surprised at the people who have never thought of that, that if they, if they party more now, they can't party later at all. It's just, it, it's, an, it's an interesting dynamic, but you know, I'm always of the, of the idea that whatever helps a student the most, and I know for RNs specifically, that's hard for y'all because you can't really do that. The student success center is a lot, a lot more receptive to, um, you you're a student outside of what you do here you're you're a student outside of your job you're a person outside of your job so that's kind of an acceptable thing I don't know if you are I'm sorry chime in on that but yeah um I completely agree with Mac and I think there's a way that RMs can do it as well I think it comes down to like meeting students where they're at is a big thing that like can often be surprising for them um, this is something that Matt, you and I actually did last year together um, with a conduct is- incident that happened on my floor, but you were the RM on duty for it. And without saying anything too specific, I think it just surprised and then helped us connect with the resident after that shock wore off that we were willing to be open about what the conduct process was going to look like. and position ourselves as people who would advocate for them as opposed to like being opposed to them throughout that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one thing is every role, being a peer leader, like I think everyone's a peer leader in their own capacity. Like you don't have to be necessarily in a role. But I know we're all in roles, but like I'm in three roles where I guess I'm considered a peer leader and each one has a very different kind of way you have to approach it. So you're going to have to have like a different lens on when you're speaking to certain students. Um, and again, like there's also like rules as to what you can and can't say in like certain positions and stuff like that. 
So, but I think Carrie, you're very right. And I've heard that. I don't know if I've heard that from which I'm sure I've heard that probably in every single training I've had for all of my positions, but like meeting students where they're at is so important, but being an advocate for them. Um, and like Matt, going off what you said too, like we're peer leaders because we can relate to these students, you know, whereas someone, um, you know, someone that working in student affairs that's twice these kids age isn't going to be able to have the same effect necessarily that a peer leader is going to have on them. And like, I know my boss and the success center always says that is like, you know, you guys are able to be a lot more there. I feel like students are able to be a lot more open with you guys versus me just because you're in that same role. And I think that's the big thing about peer leadership is because you're in the same position where they are. And if you show like your vulnerabilities and whatever it is, they're going to be a lot more open and receptive to what they're saying. So like in my job as a PFC, you know, when I'm talking to students, I'm like, I like the reason I like so much about budgeting and stuff like that and teaching others is because like I've had my own mistakes with it coming into college and had to learn like how to do it on my own and stuff like that but I know you guys have given a lot of good feedback but switching to more of like a fun side and more of like personal side but what has been your favorite aspect of being a peer leader on campus this question is hard because there are so many of it um because we literally spend time with orientation leaders 24 7 um, we were placed in women's squad, um, so we literally stay on campus the entire summer. Um, so I would say my favorite memory is honestly performing a skit. Um, this sounds very, um, you know, cheesy, but it's literally my first time performing um, anything on stage um, in a skit setting, like in front of, I don't know how many students, like <laughs> 2,000 students. Um, wait, actually not that many. I lied. That's probably like 300 and 400 students that's way too many freshmen in a setting but um like because sometimes when you perform on stage you're already kind of close to your smaller students so whenever um an ol come on stage you can always hear students like chair in the background um which is bad because you don't want you to draw attention away from the actual skit but i just think that it's kind of um really cute. I think that smaller students are cheering like each other on and their leaders on. Um, but that is definitely my favorite memories. And um, I remember in the last skit, um, we have different skit groups. So that time I was only an audience. And um, the last skit is called um, Coming to College or Combating Homesick. And um, Ward, he was one of my favorite OL. He was um, acting as a um, dad figure and he had like this um, shirt stuff underneath his shirt to like create this belly. And then he um, his accent is just absolutely out of this world. And it was really, really funny. And every time he's on stage, I just laugh. Although I've seen that skit like over 10 times already at that point. Um, so that's definitely my favorite experience for sure. Yeah, thank you, Audrey. Carol, what's been your favorite memory? Um, it kind of surprises me, but I think my favorite part of being a peer leader is seeing the people that I mentor or act as um, like an authority figure to become peer leaders themselves. Like there is something so rewarding about seeing a resident apply to be a resident mentor and then get the position and get to tell you and or maybe a resident get involved in RHA or even something completely unrelated off campus, maybe something to do with their Greek life. Like I am surprised over and over again by how rewarding that is for me. 
there is something so gratifying about seeing like the little babies that you send off into the world go and be successful and do exactly what you did. Um, and it's just, it's really good to see. I don't know. It's what keeps me coming back for sure. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a really cool one to see. I had, I didn't have any of my, I had one resident that wanted to be a resident mentor, but it's always fun to seeing like, I've seen it definitely. That's the reason I became an RM is because of like another RM and the same reason why I became um, a UN01 peer leader this semester is because of my UN01 peer leader. So I feel like it's the people that kind of make an impact on you, which is why you want to follow in their footsteps. And Mac, what's been your favorite aspect of being a peer leader? So as Matt's already kind of said, it kind of, it doesn't suck for us, but it's like a different experience because we only get to see them for an hour normally, but I have a couple of students that come back to me again and again, and it's honestly really rewarding to see them grow. So like, um, I actually met with one the other day, who's this is like fourth appointment with me. And he came in, transfer student, rushed to fraternity, was really struggling and um, like really struggling. And, but then he came met with me a couple of times and he came back the other day and he just was like, you know, I'm doing really good. I got a 4-0 over the summer semester and um, I'm trying to transfer into the business school. And I just honestly came to talk to you and see if there's anything else that you would recommend him to get a planner. And he was gone in 15 minutes and it was like, wow, like, you know, I know I make an impact and Matt, I know you feel the same way. You, you know, you make an impact, but it's nice to actually be able to see that. Um, so it, that was really kind of a special moment for me that he came back. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think one thing is we're all, to sum up, but we're all in positions of like a technical position, like I've said, of being a peer leader, but I feel like any anyone on campus can be a peer leader. I think the biggest places I've had an impact where people have been kind of in that peer leader role is like I've had my big and my business fraternity was kind of like a peer leader to me in a way because um, she kind of came before me and I kind of built off of you know, her advice and things like that. And she was one of the reasons I became an RM as well, because she was an RM. Um, but even in these roles that aren't like defined as like a peer leader, you're not necessarily getting like paid or like have a university position. I feel like everyone can be a peer leader for everyone, um, for your friends and anything like that. But I definitely recommend, you know, listening and taking the advice of what Kara, Audrey and Mac have given today, because you guys gave some very, you know, great piece of advice and wisdom um, for like being a peer leader and struggles of it. But thank you guys so much for coming on this week. But for those of you guys listening, thanks so much for listening today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode of The Busiest Person You Know. And me and Mac are hoping to continue that kind of like series within the podcast and bring on the busiest people we know. And I know Mac has a few people that she has in mind that she knows that are a lot more busy than her as well. Um, but the only thing is it's hard to get them to come on to the podcast and then also be on the lookout too for hopefully we're working on doing like an internship series kind of on specific types of internships and things like that. But Mac, do you have anything else today? I don't think so. Thanks as always guys for coming on and thanks everybody else for listening. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.